You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So let's look at Masachet Masrot. And the word is the plural. Masrot means Maser in the plural. And that is because it deals with all kinds of different types of Maser. And we looked at the already we've already looked at this slide which is the coverage of gifts um the coverage of a farmer's gifts the bikurim and the first fruits are not going to be concerned here nor is the the corner and the gleaning and the forgotten sheaves but this tractate the tractate of masrot could apply to anything between teruma maser rishon maser sheni and the Maser, I need the poor people's Maser in years three to six. So the principles that we're going to be learning here apply to all these different categories, including two Turuma, which we've already we already covered in the in the Masachet of Turuma. That's the coverage of Tractate Masrot. And it only has five chapters. The structure is much simpler than the structure of Masachet Turuma, which we've come out of. And it begins by asking what kind of food is liable to Maser and when in the, in the growth cycle is, does it become liable? In other words, at what point does an apple become liable to Maser, for example, or a grape or an olive? And the principles which we're going to cover right at the beginning of the tractate are that it must be food, must be edible to be liable for Maser. It must be edible food, in other words. It must be owned. So ownerless produce. And here you can see why the pear and the why the corner and the gleaning are not liable, because they're, they're not owned. Must be owned. So this is a tax on ownership, Maser. And it must be grown from the ground. And in a minute, we're going to look at some of the Pesukim. That the sage is used to derive the halachot in the Mishnah. The Mishnah doesn't quote the Pesukim, but we've talked before about the fact that the sages of the sages of the Mishnah have these Pesukim in their heads, and we need them to have we need to have them in our heads to understand the Mishnah. So we'll look at the Pesukim, and we'll see that the Pesukim focus particularly on the fact that the food has to grow from the ground. So things like mushrooms, for example, which kind of sit on the ground, but they can actually grow anyway. You can grow a mushroom from a tree stump. It's not are not included. And, and by the way, if you run hydroponics, so you're growing maybe in big glass tanks above the ground, again, you're not liable for Marseille. This is a technique, or for trimmer. This is a technique that some Israeli farmers use to get around the, the halachot of the seventh year. So the food must be grown from the ground. That's really... These are the kind of concepts in the first chapter. And then the, the second chapter, and running right through to the fourth chapter, deals with when in the harvesting cycle the food becomes liable. In other words, you know, if you pick that apple in the field, is it already liable for Marseille? Or is it only liable when you carry it into your storehouse? That's really the focus of chapters two to four. And then chapter five deals with exceptions and boundary cases and geography and the kind of boundary cases we've been seeing in the Mishnah of Shumat, but not particularly to do with the harvesting cycle. So that is the map 
of the tractate overall. Let's have a look at the sources. We've already mentioned that the halachot of Maaser, the gifts to the Levi'im, are brought in the Pasha of Korach. It's, uh, you know, we, we can't dwell now on, on the relationship between the fear of death in the partial Korach and the gifts to the Levi'im, but it, it seems there's some kind of relationship and the Maser is given to the tribe of Levi as an inheritance, perhaps as a recompense for the fact that they take on the danger of living around the tabernacle. We've seen these psukim before. The... Aseret aseret koltvat zarcha. You shall tie the tenth part of all the the produce of your sowing. It's of zarcha. It's of your sowing. Hayotse hasade. Something that comes out of the field. It has to come from the field to be tithed. Come out of the earth. Shana shana has to come every year. We're going to tithe every year. This is an annual tax. And in Vayikra, the whole Masara Aretz, Mizera Haaretz has to be from the seed of the land, or Miprihaits, or from the fruit of the tree. Lashem, it all belongs to God. Hu Kodesh Lashem. And the Pasuk from, um, uh, the other pas- the next Pasuk from Devarin just refers to the Maaser Sheni, which is eaten in Jerusalem. And maybe we don't need to dwell there, but we remember when we looked at the overall structure of Masrot, the Maaser Sheni is packed up physically or turned into money and taken to Jerusalem and eaten in Jerusalem. So those are the, stru- that's the structure of the Pasukim that the rabbis know about. The Mishnah then begins with a principle. Klal amru ba masrot. They set a general principle concerning tithes. Kol shu ochel v'nishmar v'gidulav min aretz chayav b'masrot. In order to be liable for tithes, you have to be, have, be food. It, it has to be food. It has to be looked after. It can't be ownerless. And it has to grow from the lamb. Gidulei mina aretz. So these principles are taught right in the Mishnah. And then they stated another principle. The od klal acher amru. Kol shetchilato ochel vesofo ochel. Whatever is food at the beginning of its life and at the end of its life. Even if you look after it in order to grow it during its life. All that. Or anything that is food right through its life is liable, whether it's small or large. And something which is not food, something that begins, something that doesn't start off as food. So you can imagine, for example, a grain of wheat. A grain of wheat doesn't start off as food. It's just grass when it starts off. But by the time it matures, you have a grain of wheat, right? But it doesn't start off as a grain of wheat. It's quite unlike an apple, which actually starts off as a tiny apple. It might grow to be a big apple, but it 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 starts off as a tiny apple. Wheat is different. Whatever is not food at the beginning, but is food at the end, doesn't become liable to maser until it becomes food. 
So practically, what does that mean? So what does that mean in practice for fruits? And then the Mishnah is just going to go through lists and lists of fruits. So figs from the time they ripen, grapes, wild grapes at the early stages, sumac, mulberries, all of these lists. But the common factor is that they all start becoming liable when they start getting ripe. In other words, when they start becoming food. And carobs after they form dark spots, and we got pears and other kinds of pears, and all these things going on to grain. Grain and olives after they're one third ripe. And we learnt in the Mishnah of Shavuot, of course, that an important factor in dating, um, in dating produce as to which year it fell into depended on when it became a third ripe. The, 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 the one third point is incredibly important in terms of the determination of, of if you like, taxation in the agriculture of, um, of the Mishnah. And then the Mishnah goes on to talk about vegetables. And there's again lists and lists and lists of vegetables. You know, we got kishuim, gluim, avavtichim, all of these are vegetables. Some of these we know today. And they're liable whether throughout their life, whether they're small or whether they're large. If you harvest, well, we're going to find out when we get into harvesting. If you harvest it small or large, it's liable. But it depends on, it does depend on when they are edible. So the Mishnah close, will close at this point of the Mishnah. Bitter almonds, at the stage that they are liable, are exempt in the sweet variety. And when the sweet ones are liable, they, the bitter variety is exempt. And the Bartonura explains, I've brought you the Bartonura in a source sheet, because it is an incredibly useful insight into how he's thinking and how the Mishnah is thinking. And the Bartonura says, look, bitter almonds are eaten when they're small, but not when they're large, right? So they're food when they're small. And the opposite with sweet almonds, sweet almonds. And I'm not an expert on almonds, so I, I can't really comment on Palestinian agriculture. But the Bartonura says it's the opposite with sweet almonds, that they're eaten when they're large, but not when they're small. And he's teaching the principle, essentially, that something is liable for Maser when it's edible. That's the essential principle out of the first set of Mishnayot in this Masachet. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.